This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 35 centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, I'm just here along for the ride while Ethan reviews the September 16th show in Temecula, California at the Pachanga Theater from Weird Al's 2022, The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Well, thanks for joining me, Dave. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. This is exciting. I actually wasn't at this show, so this is another Ethan-only show. But, you know, I do want to hear all about the shows, and I do enjoy the, you know, hearing them. I don't, I don't enjoy waiting, you know, until they're actually released to hear them. I want to hear them before everybody else. So <laughs> I'm being greedy here. I'm being greedy. I'll give you all the gory details. And Dave, you said you weren't there. I almost wasn't there because of how far back I was sitting. And that is just primarily a dig at UH Jeff. Our tickets, <laughs> he got the tickets for this one. And they were like row V, like almost at wow. the back. Um, so it was definitely a, a different perspective, but I just want to give that as a, uh, like a, a bit of a caveat at the beginning because I was so far back, I barely got any light on my notebook from the stage. Oh. So it's, uh, I'm just flipping through it. And it's, you know, we're, we're home. I'm back in New York. You're in New Jersey. Um, we're not recording the night of, cause that was just such a right. crazy week in the time zones. Um, so <laughs> Between my memory and my poor, uh, very illegible handwriting, <laughs> this could be pretty interesting. So I just want to mention that up front. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see what I can pull out of you. I think I'm pretty good at uh, <laughs> pulling some some memories out of you. So we'll see what we get out of we'll this see. episode. Yeah. But yes, it'll be a fun episode. <laughs> um. So I'll I'll get. I guess I'll I'll do the the pre-show uh, pretty briefly. There there wasn't too too much. Um, I did work, uh, so I had gotten home pretty late, uh, from the, uh, Paso Robles show, uh, to Jeff's house, went to bed, woke up and I worked a full day and then, um, from his, uh, from his kitchen table. And then, um, we, uh, headed off to, um, pick up, I believe we picked up Scott first and then we went to, uh, pick up sandwiches at some place, which I didn't write down. And then we went <laughs> to uh, meet Adriana at her place and waited for her and ate the sandwiches. <laughs> and they were good. I don't. They all had like weird names and they were good, but I, I'm sorry, Dave, I didn't write them down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm looking at a map of California here and I know you were in Paso Robles the night before and that's, that's quite a long drive back to Los Angeles to where Jeff is. And then uh, this concert in Temecula is even further south of Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how long that is. Looks maybe about an hour. It's hard to tell on this map. But yeah. So, wow, you did a lot of driving to get from. Oh, I sure did. <laughs> from well, Paso Robles to <laughs> Los Angeles. Now, the problem then, was, you know, we were leaving around uh, rush hour. So um, oh. what, what should have been about an hour to Temecula was really closer to two, two and a half. Um, Oof. So, unfortunately, with the timing... Um, we weren't able to get there early enough to catch Jeopardy. So we really, we got there in time for the show. Um, I gotcha. Yeah. And, um, we, 
trying to think. We we get to um, so it's, yeah, so it's uh, it's me, it's UH Jeff, it's Adriana, and it's Scott. And um, I actually drove. I drove my rental car, and um, we got to um, Temecula, which um, I guess the Pachanga Theater is in a, a casino. Um, and oh, okay. It, it sort of gave me flashbacks to um, our time in Las Vegas for a week. Uh, <laughs> because uh well so we parked and we walked you know as soon as you exit the parking garage there's those moving floors um to like help you get to the casino faster <laughs> right which, which we certainly uh had no shortage of in, in vegas so took those we get into the casino and everything is just those print tickets so like we're walking to the theater and i i see like 17 cents on a machine i was like total total flashbacks (laughs) dave um and uh so we found the theater um and uh they had a, a nice little display of the uh of al and we we got in and um we didn't really i don't think we really saw too many people before the show um, we saw Summer Woods, who had, um, she had won, she didn't win Jeopardy. I think she lost or came in second on Jeopardy. Um, so saw wow. her. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's like, I, I know that <laughs> the couple of shows that we went to in uh, California together and where Summer Woods was playing Jeopardy, I know she won the three of them in a row, at least three of them in a row. Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> I think Somebody dethroned Summer. Whoa. I, I think what happened was Summer graduated from, oh my God, she can play to, all right, now I can use her as a punching bag. And I think, uh, <laughs> I think that's what happened. That's my guess. Um, makes sense. Yeah, yes. I think it was like a little kid who won or something. Um, and it, maybe it, it came down to the, the final Jeopardy. Or I'm not sure. Uh, I don't have the right. full story on it. Um, of course, we also saw Jeremy Samples, who um, had added all five of these um, dates as well. Uh, oh, so nice. I saw him at the first two, uh, this one, and spoiler alert, the next two as well. Um, <laughs> okay. You can bleep that out, Frank, if you think uh, it's too much of a spoiler for our friends listening. And uh, yes, we got there. We saw said hi to Marnie. Um, nothing new or different at the uh, merch booth. Although I think while we were there, they officially sold out of those blue hats. Oh, or the new, the, uh, the green and blue hats, not the light blue and yellow hats. <laughs> Uh, so I think they officially had sold out of those. Wait, they sold out of the original hats? No, the new hats. The new hats? Yeah, because remember, oh. um, uh, Zeb said it, but um, Marnie had told me that uh, there was a nationwide bucket hat sword- shortage. <laughs> so while they ran out of the first color, found some more, then got the new color, they ran out of the new color. Because I guess bucket hats are huge, Dave. I had no idea. <laughs> Wow, so the, the, as, at least as of this show, they still have bucket hats for sale, but they're the original bucket hats that are no. up on the web. No, I'm confused. Yeah, so it was at, I believe, at the Temecula show that they sold their last bucket hat of the tour. Uh, of the oh, new. so bucket hats are gone entirely. Bucket hats are gone entirely as of Temecula. Wow. The last one got sold in Temecula. Um, wow. Oh, yep, wow. Completely. See, see, Ethan, this is why I always say the f- you buy it when you see it the first time. 
That's right. And I saw it in Riverside. Yep. And I bought one for me. I bought one for you. I bought one yeah, for Kenneth. So and a glad couple you other were people. there. Yep. Um, otherwise, we we wouldn't have been able to get one unless we'd had someone else grab it for us. But <laughs> right. Um, that's yeah. crazy. Wow. Well, all right. well, hey, collector's items. These bucket hats now. I'm gonna have to stop yeah. wearing mine and put it in a <laughs> in a hermetically sealed uh, plastic. Yeah. Well, what do you think, so Dave? No one... I guess the um, the new ones would be the more rare because there's less of them out in the wild, right? Yeah, I mean, I have not even seen a picture or anything oh, of wow. them. I have no idea what they wow. look like. So, so when you finally do give me my bucket hat, it'll be the first time <laughs> I'm seeing it. Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we got to our seats, and um, this I know for some of these shows the when i just think of my time in california it was those five shows and so for some of those five i believe dave you bought the tickets on my behalf because i was going through security in an airport at the time (laughs) right right. and then uh jeff bought some i think i bought some um well jeff bought the ones for the show tonight um for this show and Dave, you and I, we we have like spreadsheets where we track where our tickets are, what shows we're going to, because it's hard to keep track. And I think we never knew where these seats were. Um, Jeff never shared it, and I think it was because they were row V, and he didn't want to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. so like we get to we get there, and it's it's like uh, it's a casino, so it's you know it's it's yeah. new, it's modern, the good seats and everything. Um, right. Good good seats themselves. And then um, when we actually went to sit down, it was like um, there's a giant flat floor and then, um, you know, pretty sharp. It wasn't really a balcony, but it was just like the back, which I've kind of anyone who's been to a casino show. I think that's kind of what it looks like in casinos. Or maybe it was kind of like the uh, Mankato show where it was. Uh, there's kind of like it looked like bleachers, but it, it was nicer. I don't know how to describe it. Uh. but so it wasn't a balcony, but it was far back and it was raised up. Um, there so was the no floor was sort of sloped, I guess, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, there were stairs. Um, ah, okay. And uh, so we, yeah, we sit, we sat pretty far back, um, but it was a, a good view of the stage. Um, I think I'll comment on it later as we get through my notes, but. Um, sort of the going time that the show starts. If the show starts at eight, uh, the um, the real show with JW is going to start at seven fifty eight. <laughs> so right. it's always uh, seemingly two minutes before the announced show time. JW comes out, and right. again he he changed up Emo's introduction and said the Emo Phillips exposure. Okay, <laughs> and Emo took the stage at seven fifty nine. And he was wearing that same uh, kind of blue powder shirt uh, and um, jacket and pants uh, that he was wearing in uh, Paso Robles. I've got to see this. this yeah. Is, sounds amazing. <laughs> and uh, he ended at 8.30. Um, I didn't take any notes on Emo's set, just what he was wearing. So he must not have had um, <laughs> any water or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so... Now, what was really cool was after Emo set and the lights kind of come on, we're looking around the audience and Adriana, who's sitting right next to me and I, spot this family with really cool custom um, like Hawaiian shirts, but with printing on the back. And um, so it's like, oh, my God, I got to go. We're like, we got to go talk to this family. So we go over to this family and um, 
they're like uh i don't i wish i took a picture of it um so i could show you dave but it was like the hawaiian shirt was like i think it was little uh lobsters or something and then on the back they had printed in just black um on the back they printed like a a a picture of al and then underneath al their favorite song title so each person had a different song title and the guy we were talking to had Midnight Star and like nice. um, his, I think it was his, they were the cousins, but I, I got the feeling that this the little girl next to him was his daughter, maybe. And so hers said Hamilton Polka. So that was her favorite. So it was like, oh. it was really cool. It's like, what a great idea that they all had matching Hawaiian cool, shirts yeah. and they're printed. And then on the front uh, chest, it had their name on it, like each of their names. Cool. And then under like, you know, the XYZ cousins or something. So wow, it was just like, cool. yeah, they're like, yeah, let's, they were doing like a family reunion type thing. I'm like, Hey, why don't we do it at the weird Al show? So, um, what a great, what a uh, great family yeah. experience. How yeah. Cool. That's, that's so cool. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was, it was, we should do that sometime, Ethan. We should, uh, we should get a group of people that we know we're going to be at a show and we should just print our, uh, our names and our favorite songs on the back. I think that'd be so fun. I, I think it's such that a great be. idea. Like just find a place where, like an online store that has like a bunch of the same Hawaiian shirt, like not the, not the high end ones, but just like some cheap Hawaiian yeah. shirt. So we all get the same thing. Um, even if we're not sitting together, it would be kind of funny. People look out in the crowd yeah. and there's like 10 people all wearing the same shirt. <laughs> um, That'd be cool. I loved it. Yeah. I, so I, I, uh, I was really happy to talk to them and, uh, of course, gave them stickers and wooden nickels as per nice. tradition. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so Al's set started at eight forty-seven, and Woo, um, seventeen minutes. Seventeen minutes between, and started right off. I heard that noise, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be Velvet Elvis." <laughs> you know that noise. It's hard to describe the noise. Yes. But if if you've seen the show, you know the yeah, noise. It's like a yeah, like it's a like a, a yeah humming, like a deep, deep and humming, uh, yes. So here's my notes verbatim. Uh, 847, one, Velvet Elvis, Miles, no idea shirt, very far back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, because Miles uh, J is still subbing for Steve J. Yes, yep. So, concert, yes. Uh, and I also wrote Jim side and then here Miles. <laughs> so I, we were sitting on the Jim side of the audience and... And I could okay. hear Miles. Um, I could hear his uh, his vocals, um, which were which are unique when you're used to hearing Steve's vocals. Um, and uh, yes, they started with Velvet Elvis, which was nice. And while I nice. I didn't really um, have an idea for what the shirt was during that song, um, elsewhere in the concert, I flipped back to this page and I wrote myself a note and I named the shirt uh, Coral Reef. So, okay. <laughs> uh, huh. At some point, I, I decided I could see it good enough, and I named it Coral <laughs> Reef. Uh, it gotcha. Is, it's one that I believe I've seen before. Okay. Um, and it looks huh. like a coral reef, <laughs> at least from <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, after um, Velvet Elvis, Al said, Hello, Temecula. How you doing? Uh, gave it up for emo. Um. Oh boy! <laughs> Starting already. 
being in the last next near the end of back of the theater in the dark <laughs> theater it's already catching up to you uh he's a true genius i can't imagine how he does it i think al was talking about um you know how there's how he's able to ride the bus with um the restraining order i believe that's where they went ah but okay. yeah it says he does it still not violate okay and then I stopped writing, and I figured I would well, fill I, it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got I got to stop you before uh, before we get too far, okay? Because I want to make sure that somewhere in your scribbled notes you have a pick for my song of the night. Oh boy! Because um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't there. Oh no! I'm gonna pick a song of the night based off of mm. your. Uh, your description, so, I mean, you have a little influence on this one. You could just say, I, these are all terrible <laughs> songs except for this one. But I don't think you'll do that. I think you'll be honest. Uh, oh, boy. It's a tough one. Well. I do not I do okay. not have anything written down. Um, mm. But okay. Well, I don't know if it's easier. You can go through the set list, and then uh, if once you see one, maybe you, you pick it. So I'm not going to pick till the end of the episode, so you got a little time. All right. I'm going to – there's – there's a couple like ringers that would be like, oh, I think Dave would pick it, but I think I have one. There's no obvious like take me down type thing. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna right. I'm taking a guess. I just wrote one down. Uh, Dave's P O T N. Dave's Potten. Uh, <laughs> All right. Down. We'll have to look at it. Um, all look right. at it later. Our intern Frank will keep you honest. Make yes. sure, uh, make sure you're not pulling the old switcheroo at the end. Of <laughs> I forgot he was breathing over my shoulder. I'm glad you reminded me. You can smell his horrible breath. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. So I wrote it down, and uh, we'll see if I'm right. Okay. So then Al said, you know, um, some people who are more familiar with my band will notice that Steve J is not here. Uh, his son, Miles J, is here filling in for him. Um, Steve has some medical issues and is resting. And he said, um, but I want to, you know, assure you that he's OK. He's sincerely, sincerely just resting. He's not like, mm-hmm. you know, in the ICU. Or, you know? <laughs> so he. Oh, um, oh, good. And then uh, he he gave a, a disclaimer um, talking about how. Um, they try have tried to make it clear, but um, this show is going to be featuring a bunch of extremely unpopular songs, like this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then they went into one more minute, which I don't oh. know if if uh, if Adriana or someone I think turned to me and was like, "That's not really that unpopular of a song." Like, <laughs> like <laughs> of the songs he plays on on. Uh, the tour, like one more minute, is not. I wouldn't cl- quantify that as extremely unpopular. No, no, um, that that that's yeah, that's it was a single. First of all, it was a single and uh, a music video so, and a music video, right? And uh, it is one of yeah, it is one of the uh, originals that definitely gets mentioned up there as one of you know the best Al originals yeah. very often. So yeah. yeah, I would say I would agree with whoever said that. Yep, I don't know who it was, or it could have been me. But I'll, I'll I'll just say uh, I'll give it to Adriana. We'll we'll say that. Okay. She was right next to me. <laughs> um, good. And they played one more minute, and uh, they did not mention the Dick Clark's sausage party or <laughs> or whatever. 
Uh, they just played it, and um, uh, it was a good song. I don't have any notes about it. I just wrote it down. Mm-hmm. I wrote one more min, and then nothing. Okay. <laughs> so um, Al afterwards says, you guys know Grammy-winning Jim Kimo West. Well, um, Grammy-winning or Grammy-award-winning? He said Grammy-winning Jim Kimo West. Oh. okay. And uh, he said he asked for a favor. Uh, he had a dumb idea to play the same chord on guitar for 15 <laughs> minutes straight. <laughs> 15 minutes. That's, that's different. Usually 45, right? Oh, 45. Yeah. Or is your notes are wrong? Your notes are wrong. No, I, no it, it, the four looks like a one. <laughs> Some, <laughs> I, I can't even oh, describe you to you how, <laughs> but yeah, it looks, right. yeah, it's a four. Okay. Um, so my own eyes. So, that's usually the introduction of my own eyes. Well, so then before he started, though, uh, he said, um, uh, "Okay, so he must have said something like, um, you know, he has more Grammy awards than anyone else in the band, so he knows what <laughs> he's doing." And he said, "I appreciate that, Al. Thank you. You guys are gonna love it." And then he, you know, went right into it, and uh, <laughs> nice. I did love it. And uh, yes, then it was My Own Eyes was played. Nice. So after My Own Eyes, uh, Al picked up the accordion and um, he talked about how a couple years ago um, he got uh, um, got a phone call from the record industry guy. He was weeping. He was pathetic. He asked him to please save the record industry. Um and uh, so he wants to stop the hooligans and uh, <laughs> he doesn't like to be pushy in any way. Uh, but the guy uh-huh. was just so pitiful that he had to do it. And then um, Al said something which I've never seen him do before. He said, feel free to whip out your lighter or cell phone and wave in the air oh. for the following musical number, which was don't download this song. And, wow. Uh, so he encouraged people to take out their lighters? Yeah. And I saw a bunch of lighters, uh, a bunch of phones. I saw, like, people's uh, Apple watches. Like, anything that possibly <laughs> nice. emitted light, I saw waved in the air. Cool. <laughs> cool. That was pretty cool. So it must be that just Al and the band just love that view so much oh. that Al wanted to guarantee it. <laughs> Yeah, that is uh, yeah for sure. Maybe he wanted to uh, to show Miles J how uh, how cool that looked up on stage. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe he did do that um, because I, you know I think Al and the band, at least the band, have posted on Facebook after a show like that, like a picture or something, and just like wow, how cool is that? And so that's a good point, Dave. He maybe did do that just for Miles, so he could definitely get that experience. Um, so and then, I'm sure he likes watch. I'm sure he likes seeing it as well. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so then after the song, he took a drink and he said, "It's so quiet in here." And then everyone, oh, and then then he went woo, <laughs> and then he said, <laughs> um, "You know, uh, he he mentioned how his next song aged poorly, but he's going to play it anyway." And of course, it was Frank's two thousand inch TV. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then ah. <laughs> Frank's 
Frank's 2000-inch TV, you flip the page in my notebook, and the entire page is blank, except for oh. the, the last, like, t- line, um, I wrote, no fingernail lights. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I needed to leave that much space, but I did. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> isn't, I, I feel like the... Where the fingernail toenail lights show up, it seems to be different, like, every show. It is. Okay. It is. It okay. is. It depends. I think it depends on the set list. It, it, my, my observation is that they only use those lights once right. uh, per concert. So there are multiple songs that they <laughs> use them on. So I don't know... I don't know if I don't know who gets to decide what song they go into. Probably the uh, lighting guy yeah, gets, gets the final say. But... Uh, but yeah, it, they only seem to use it during one song. So if you don't see it during one of the songs that it's on, that means that there is probably going to be in the set list. Yeah, without song fail, I think there's always out. the fingernail lights. There's always a, there's always the fingernail <laughs> lights. It's just where are they going to show up? See, so I'm we- glad you're tracking it as far as at least we know it's not for Frank's 2000 inch TV. Yeah, and I I suppose you know it would have been. You know, if we really had been paying attention from the beginning, that would have been a cool thing to track on the big spreadsheet. Just where, which song do the fingernail lights show up in? <laughs> um, but uh, it just reminded me of something uh, Zeb Lemke told me recently. Um, he he said that he went up to Peaches after a show and said, "Hi, Peaches." And Peaches was really surprised. He's like, do I know you? And Zeb's like, (laughs) nope. (laughs) Love it. Oh, boy. Poor Peaches. (laughs) Do I know you? I guess it's important. I I know that uh, people listening from the beginning, uh, if you've listened to all other 34 of prior ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes you probably know what we're talking about with fingernail lights but if you're this is the for some reason the first one you're listening to uh there are certain lighting in that comes up on stage and they kind of look a little bit like this is crescent moon shape but ever since i think it was johnny o'hearn and you pointed out to me that they look to like fingernails like clippings of fingernail clippings that uh that's what uh, I've been seeing fingernail clippings, and somehow that also morphed into toenail clippings yeah. <laughs> uh, at some point. I'm you not sure the story behind that one. Yeah. So yeah, so there, there's certain lights, and if you see them, if you go to a concert and you see them, you'll know what we're talking about. There's these lights that there are look lights like, that look like crescent moons, and these are not that. They're more right. I guess these are more thinner, what, thinner yes, like and very, wider. Yeah. Yes, they, 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 I mean the the best way to describe them is they look like uh, fingernail clippings <laughs> or toenail clippings <laughs> or toenail clippings. So yes, so that's what we're talking about—just lighting on the stage that that's be, that's up on the uh, the big uh, curtain or whatever's usually behind Al. So after Frank's two thousand inch TV, yes, uh, Al said he asked if everyone liked country music, which people seem to really <laughs> like country music in Temecula. Hmm. And he said, oh, great, uh, this country is Jamaica. And uh, <laughs> nice. played Buy Me a Condo. And I don't know if this is just my what I heard or if it was a, a little flub, but um, I heard Al say, I'm just a lonely Gasta man. Lonely Gasta huh. man. Um, and then I have something cut out. Huh. So maybe the mic cut out or uh, I don't know. Something hmm. cut out. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, huh. Yeah, it's, it's probably not. Yeah, maybe maybe the mic cut out. Maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah, I wasn't there. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I just I cannot read these. It's okay. These notes very well. Um, the fact that I've read them as well as I have, we should honestly <laughs> post a few pictures of these notes because they are absolute like trash. <laughs> and, and and it's not a knock on your handwriting or anything, but anybody writing in a dark theater. I look at my notes and yeah. I can't read them half of the time. So to have to read, to have to write in the total darkness and, and then have to translate that a couple days well, later I'm, after. And I'm trying to write in shorthand and I, right. I will admit I don't have great handwriting. So <laughs> <laughs> it all adds up to, uh, I, I, I can only imagine, I can only <laughs> imagine what your notes look like. Cause I know what mine would look like and I'd be in the same situation. <laughs> Well, so after uh, Buy Me a Condo, Al said, oh, you know, I I noticed a weird energy in here. And that's because you guys are wondering, hey, it's the middle of September. When is Al going to play one of his Christmas songs? And um, so, of course, I wonder which one. And it was Christmas at Ground Zero. Uh, Oh, nice. Nice, nice. That's the that's the rarer of the two Christmas songs. It is. It is. I was really happy to to get that one um and uh he said uh he wrote it in 96 and it gets more topical no 86 86 (laughs) (laughs) i should have been able to use my brain but it looks like a nine um he wrote it in 86 and it gets more topical each year uh christmas at ground zero and now dave you uh were not part of 33 centimeter um so anyone who didn't listen to that or just needs a previously on um when al was talking about the donuts during um albuquerque back in riverside when he got to bear claws he said you have any blair claws (laughs) oh (laughs) he said blair like blair freeman uh yeah wow and then said Blair claws. We don't have any of those, but I'll check and see if we have bear claws. <laughs> you know, like he, he corrected himself. Well, I uh, uh, I made a note that in the song Christmas at Ground Zero, he says air <laughs> air raid sirens Blair. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, good catch. <laughs> okay. Oh no, Dave. This is so oh, hard to no. read. Um, oh no. So he puts the accordion down and he said. Uh, this song is from the Even Worse album, and he gets the question a lot, do you write serious, normal songs? And he said, yeah, I've got a couple in my catalog. Um, you know, uh, this one in particular, this one in particular, it's not funny. You know, it's it more is just reminiscent of an era not so long ago, the good old days. Oh, good old days. Seems like a, a a new introduction to me. I haven't really heard that one. Remember hearing that one before? Yeah, him uh, him saying the serious. I think I've heard that a couple times, uh, but it's definitely on the newer side. Um, yeah. And so one thing I wanted to note about good old days is that on the car ride um, to the show, um, Adriana was saying how um, when she listens to Weird Al in front of her mom, this is a song that she always like hides from her. <laughs> Really? Maybe she was talking about when she was a kid or something. She would always hide it from her mom. Um, 
Huh. I guess because I it's, why. it's because <laughs> it's so violent. Because it's so serious. Her mom only likes funny music. <laughs> oh, I get, yeah, it's weird. And Dave, it's you'll weird. be very happy to know that during good old yeah. days, the fingernail lights made their appearance. Oh, nice, nice. Could <laughs> <laughs> have put that in the spreadsheet. Good old day fingernail lights. Now, um, now this was pretty great. Um, so after good old days, um, Al turns to Miles. He says, "Miles, you've you've already had to learn three thousand songs, so I really hate <laughs> to impose this on you, but it's time for a bass solo." And hey, uh, <laughs> Miles J. So Miles J. Um, he spun around in his chair two times and he strummed the bass two times. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. If there was a Dave's non-song pick of the night, I feel like that should have been the pick. That was really great. Uh, getting a, a surprise Miles J. Um, bass solo. Hey, hey, you never know. I may pick the I may pick the solo one time uh, as my uh, okay. pick of the night. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so uh, then they played First World Problems because, of course, the bass solo turns into the the opening of First World Problems. Oh, okay. And uh, the lighting for this was just really cool, um, especially from as far back as we were. It's sort of there was so much lights and so much going on, and it was you know it's a regular proscenium stage, and then there's just like walls on either side. And it just yeah. felt like I was watching TV almost. Like it, it was just like, you know, there's a perfect rectangle of bright light far away, and I'm in darkness watching it. And it, so it just it felt like I was watching TV, and um, I thought it was great. Cool, cool. Um, and then I wrote Norm Sauce. <laughs> Norm Sauce. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Norm Swee. Norm Sauce? Norm Sauce? Norm Sud? Maybe you tell me a little bit more about what's around Morn Sauce. Norm Sauce. It's just its own thing. It's its own thing, Dave. (laughs) It's it's not part of the next song? Uh, No, it was Norm Sauce um, during that song. Maybe Uh, it was uh, the guy from the... uh, the actor from Cheers. Uh, oh, I figured it out. Oh, George I figured Wendt. it out. I figured it oh, out. Okay. So Al said, I normally save this for the end of the show. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh. Norm sauce. I love Norm sauce. <laughs> I normally sauce this for the end of the show. Um, but it's time for a drum solo. And uh, uh, Bermuda, once again, did my drum solo. I think for oh, the nice. third show in a row, I got a my drum solo and uh al just went no 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 <laughs> <laughs> so then uh al and the gang went right into airline amy oh another uh, uh rare song on this tour airline amy yeah so it was two pretty rare songs you know in the first half of the show and uh oh so this was something oh. that I feel like I talked to either Jeff or Scott or Adriana about after the show. Um, They also noticed this. And this could be something that has been done before and we just don't notice based on where we've sat. But certainly sitting far back, um, 
Peaches had the lights shining on the left and right sides of the venue moving as if they were clouds moving by and you're in an airplane. Well, that is really cool. Yeah, so I don't know if, wow. I, if I described that right, but it's like when you're in an airplane, you look out a window, you see you know clouds moving by and stuff. That's what it felt like in the auditorium. So it's very cool. Um, wow, that so that's cool. Not only was oh, I excited yeah. to hear airline Amy, I was super thrilled to to see that. So the lighting, um, yeah. And uh, at the end of the song, of course, Al's playing the tambourine, or as it's better known on this podcast, the jingle <laughs> dingle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, he threw it in the air and he caught it. Nice. Right at the end of the song. And um, so um, Al talked about um, the year 2002. Uh, he said that was the last time. Um, that Steve was replaced by Miles uh, in the band. And it's oh, also yeah. uh, the year that he wrote this next song um, because uh, he was really into palindromes. And 2002 would be the last palindromic year until 2112. And then he played mm. um, Bob. I feel like we've had that conversation before where Weird Al misspoke once and... Uh... And said the next palindromic year was 3003 or something like that. And we both said, nope, it's 2122. So I'm going to take credit for this one. We're going to take credit for <laughs> okay. this for this one. <laughs> I don't recall. Easy. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take credit for uh, for alerting Al that the next palindromic year, year is actually 2112. <laughs> You're welcome, Al. Um, yes. Always, always tune into Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes for all the great suggestions that we have on about a concert that we have no influence on whatsoever. <laughs> we should have no influence on. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, we definitely had that conversation. But yes, cool, Bob. And it's kind of funny. I just want to point out that like Airline Amy, I don't know what the percentages are. I'm not looking looking them up. But Airline Amy is probably close to maybe 25% of the shows it gets played at. And Bob's got to be close to 50% of the shows that it gets p- played at. So <laughs> it's kind of a nice jump from a, from a quarter of the shows to 50%, half the shows. Right. Yeah. I think Bob is up, is down there as being more rare than some. But yeah, it's certainly more common than... Um, now I'm curious. Yes, yeah, so probably about fifty percent, I would think. We do have a link to the song tricker right on our website. So if you we go do. to two thousand inch dot com, you hover over ridiculously self indulgent bonus episodes, and then you can click on twenty twenty two Weird Al Vanity Tour song tracker. Takes you right to the spreadsheet. That's what I just did, Dave. So I can oh. check. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll see how close my percentages are. All right. So airline Amy is. Oh, okay. I said 25%. That was uh, pretty close. Pretty close. And it is not as rare as Christmas at Ground Zero, which is tied as the rarest of the played more than once songs with your horoscope for today. Oh, wow. And Bob is just over 50% at 51.4. So pretty close. Yeah, not bad. Pretty close. Not bad. I'm taking, yeah, I'm counting that as a win. I'll count it as a win. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
So then, um, yeah, I wrote weak harmonica one part. So there must have been a part where Al wasn't facing the um, mic completely. <laughs> okay. So now I wish I had better notes here, um, legible and more complete, but I wrote down that Al said, you're in for a treat. Get ready for the funky improvisational jazz stylings. Whoa. And I heard someone yell, El Maestro. <laughs> okay. And then um, he went into the, uh, Ruben went into the, um, oh, what what is the solo? I'm blanking, Dave. Keep the, uh, the harpsichord, harpsichord solo. Harpsichord. So without calling it a harpsichord solo, he then played what is played when is asked for a harpsichord solo and went right into Melanie. Huh. Interesting. So it was a harpsichord solo, an uncalled harpsichord solo. Well, he just, he, he, Al just announced that, uh, you know, we're now going to hear the, you know, the stylings of Ruben Valtier or something. And then with right, that Right, but what, what I'm, yeah, what I'm saying is he thing. usually, yeah. he usually calls harpsichord solo, or he has called in the past, called harpsichord solo, and then Ruben will play the, his thing. But in this case, he did not specifically call for harpsichord solo. Correct. That's what's yours. I'm but, hearing. But okay. Ruben played that. Same but he thing. still played the harpsichord solo. Yeah. Huh. Ah, I wonder if that's uh that's probably Well It's above our pay grade of something how to put that in the, the spreadsheet. So uh, no, Brad we'll I would probably I probably wouldn't count it. I wouldn't count it as a harpsichord solo if it's not called. But we'll see. We'll see how <laughs> uh how it gets tracked. But if Bermuda played um you know, my drum solo well, I guess it has a drum solo right in the title, but... Well, he called for a drum solo, though. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of... All right. All right. Um, so, I heard the Melanie. meow. <laughs> Good. And there were some claps for the fake out where people thought the song was over. <laughs> nice. And then, um, after Melanie, Al called for a drum solo reprise! Ooh! And Bermuda did a drum roll. Followed by silence. <laughs> and Al said, John Bermuda Schwartz, what a guy. Oh, the nice. highest honor you can get is being what a guy. What a guide. Yep. Yep, I agree. Uh, so now the next song, um, it looks like I lost track of my numbering because Melanie was the 13th song, and then I wrote 13 for the next song. <laughs> but... Um, uh. By my count, Melanie's the 12th song, but that's okay. Oh, really? I have Bob is 12, Airline Amy is 11, First World is 10, Good Old Days is 9, Christmas at Ground Zero at 7. Okay. So ah, okay. I messed up twice <laughs> and corrected myself. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. That's funny because I, I, I you always number... Uh, uh, when you're taking the notes, I never number, but I'm numbering now just so I can make sure I'm getting all the songs uh, <laughs> so I can have a that's day's so pick of the night. But, but it, it, normally I wouldn't be numbering. So that's funny that, uh, that, uh, I was able to pick up on the numbering <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, all right. So we're up to song 13, 13. Yes. And very surprisingly, Lucky 13, because already we've been getting a lot of, uh, rare songs this night. Right. We got Mr. Popeil, which is oh, uh, that's 
Yeah, the most rare song with um, y- uh, your horoscope for today. Nice. I think. Oh, no. I believe you're right. No. Your horoscope, I don't know. It's down, It's up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's rare. Uh, so, played Mr. Mopeel, and uh, this, I mean... Jim and Steve typically are singing quite a bit, very prominently throughout the song, because they're the, you know, they're the the Lisa Popeil part. Um, so it was really cool because I could really hear um, Miles very well. I could hear his different voice, and it 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 was it was really cool to hear. And I, I thought he did a great job. And it was just very cool to get to hear, um, I guess, yet another different version of. Mr. Popeil, because it's it's a different experience when you hear Lisa Popeil sing it, but then hearing someone without yeah. without Steve's sort of really deep voice is is very different. So um, I really appreciated right. that. Um, cool. The uh, lights were red for the tomato section, which uh-huh. I think that was a, an Ethan suggestion at one point. I can't remember. I think we've claimed at least that it was an Ethan suggestion. <laughs> well, we'll take we'll take for it. it. <laughs> And uh, during Mr. Popeil is where I noticed that the guy to my left was asleep. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and he like he showed up so excited, came with his girlfriend. She was sitting in the row behind him and he was like really rocking out the whole show. And he was just totally asleep. Uh, I noticed during Mr. Popeil. Um, so then Al uh, talked about his uncle. Uh, blind Lemon Yankovic. Uh-huh. Uh, and he said that um, they used to... He learned how to play the accordion, or they used to play the accordion on the porch in the Delta of Linwood. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said the band is all testing positive for Mojo. And they went into oh. generic blues. Nice. Um, and so... F- I, I don't remember. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know how Zeb explained it in the last centimeter, um, but I thought Jim's um, "Make It Talk" guitar part was actually a little bit different again. Um, oh, so it was more progressively higher. So it was like instead of just like na 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 na, it was like na 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 na. Like it just it kept getting higher and higher, huh. um, and. Uh, then Al said, okay, now, okay, now, make it shut up. He repeated, okay, now. <laughs> cool. Generic blues. Oh, no. Well, yeah. Oh, no. Well, that was generic blues, but then what is this next nonsense about? <laughs> <laughs> Must be a good one. I don't know. I, I'm not lo- I have not seen the set list. I'm not looking at the set list. So, uh, unless you want me to, you're on your own no, on this one. Well, no, I'm just trying to... I know what the next song is. I'm just trying to figure out what what I wrote down. Um, did the news make its way to Temecula yet about his new movie? Daniel Radcliffe plays him. That exists now. He wrote a new song. Um, the end credits. We want to play it for you. Guitar and drums both started. And then they stopped. He said, I oh. wish I could. It's so good. Um, oh. <laughs> so he said... Um, so I'll sing you a song about the greatest movie that hasn't been written yet. And then Al started playing the accordion, but it didn't sound right. And he said, but first I need the pipe organ. And then he like, he got it. And he said, ah, that sounds like <laughs> oh. the pipe organ. 
So I don't know what, what that counts as, but Al played something on the accordion and it wasn't the pipe <laughs> organ. <laughs> well, so was, I don't know. I th- yeah, just probably just uh, he was probably thought he had switch whatever switch he needs yeah. to turn his uh, his MIDI accordion into a pipe organ and he didn't do that <laughs> yet. So he got it was set on something else. But yeah. Cool, but I know what your song this is. This is Nature Travel to Hell, and this is one of my favorite songs, so I'm really, really jealous you got to hear it. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. Um, I, w- I wrote down a note um, <laughs> that I should have grabbed Blair's binoculars when I saw him in Toronto so I could see the faces of <laughs> of Al and everyone because <laughs> I was so far back and I really wished I could see all the, the fun faces that Al and Bermuda and I'm sure Miles were making um, there was a part where Miles did a great like um, um, evil laugh and oh, cool. um, Bermuda and his screams were just like so good like so hilarious oh nice and uh, lots of lots of um Lots of uh, people thought the song ended at the part where they like, <laughs> go to science. So a lot of people got tricked. Huh. Now, this was great because um, for the next song, he said, uh, how many people have never been on the Jungle Cruise ride? Have never been on. And like maybe, uh-huh. you know, 10 people in the whole place raised oh, wow. their hand. And he Surprised said, that many. He said, well... We're in we're in Southern California. I don't need to explain this <laughs> this ride because <laughs> usually when you you know when you see Al talk about uh, you know some people there's a, a portion of the audience in Missouri who maybe have never been to right, right. the Jungle Cruise ride, so it, it makes sense that he would actually explain it. But he he noticed that like he didn't need to, so it it actually <laughs> when he started talking that and he did the poll and like almost everyone in the entire place had been on the Jungle Cruise ride. It was almost like the same way of seeing "Take Me Down" near near San Luis Obispo and, really? and Amish Paradise in, in the um, in Amish country and Twine Ball in Minnesota. It's like it's kind of like if he's going to play that song anywhere, this is the place where it kind of is the home hometown advantage song. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, how many people? I think there are closer venues to Anaheim than uh, Temecula, but okay, I'll, I'll go with it. <laughs> well, maybe not this this particular venue, but I think it's just you know there are multiple places in Los Angeles because it's 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 big city. But um, I just thought it was really cool to get to hear that song with an an audience as excited as they were. Um, so he didn't really have to explain, but he did mention, you know, he's like, obviously they tell the corny jokes, yada, yada. And he talked about um, the uh, guy, you know, failed acting career, all that. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Right, Dave. Right. You know all that stuff. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't. Raise your hand, Dave. Have you ever heard Al give the explanation? <laughs> raise your hand if you haven't heard Al give the explanation. Okay. Uh, I, I don't need to right, explain Right, right. I got you. Right. Okay. Uh, so Skipper, right, yeah, so Skipper Dan, yes. Skipper Dan was great. Um, you know, lots of excitement for the song. Lots of, like, extra laughs and cheering for the, the different parts that reference the ride. So that was really cool. Um, but there was one 
slight flaw, Dave. Um, while the megaphone was actually very, very clear, maybe the clearest I've ever heard it, um, the waterfall was a few seconds late. Oh. So, oh. Uh, oh. Oh. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to affect uh, your your voting, uh, Dave, for your pick <laughs> of the night, but um, I, I, have to, I have to point it out. it's my job to report it's my job to report that's fair yeah i I will say i will say i was not disappointed uh (laughs) okay i was i i was i did not feel slighted um (laughs) i don't think anyone in the audience seeing this for the first time would have been slighted because they still would have gotten to experience the waterfall um and it just being a little bit late um you know they wouldn't have seemed late to them but of course dave we've seen it enough that um, you know, and for me, it's nice to get to see something different every once in a while. So seeing the waterfall <laughs> a little bit late was uh, a real benefit. It's okay. It's okay. It happens. Okay. Don't have, to, don't have to explain it. Not your job to 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 defend the water, the timing of the waterfall lights. Well, so um, then Al said, "I have a story. I want to tell you about." Um, uh, twine ball was made by Francis A. Oh. Johnson. Um, he uh, pro- pro- proved himself as a true, real American. Uh, he um, he made the twine ball from 1950 to 1979, and then he rolled it to Darwin, Minnesota, where it still <laughs> is today. And so, if you remember back on. I believe it was one of the Chicago episodes, or it was the Chicago episode that Jeremy Samples was on. He talked about on that podcast how at one point Al said Francis A. Johnson made the twine ball in Darwin, and Jeremy corrected and said that it was not actually made in Darwin. It was made outside of Darwin and then brought to Darwin. Correct. So by Al now saying... (laughs) That it was rolled to Darwin. He specifically is correcting something that he had said before because of something that someone who also is a special guest on our podcast yep. pointed out. So that's another win for Team Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast. Uh, Absolutely. Informing Al to better inform the masses when he introduces songs. Can you imagine just how different this tour would be if it weren't for our ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode reviews? Al's concert would just be completely inaccurate <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be saying the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota was actually uh, built in southern China and shipped over <laughs> on the Mayflower. Well, poor constipated. I mean, the uh, <laughs> oh, terrible, horrible, terrible, horrible, terrible. <laughs> okay, well, he said it may not be the biggest twine ball in the world, but it is the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota, and played the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> nice. I just gotta say that that uh, I mean, the, the set list looks amazing, but the, these last couple songs, "Nature Trail to Hell," followed by "Skipper Dan," followed by "The Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota." Those are three incredible songs to hear back to back like that. Oh, totally, I, I, totally. I, I yeah. yeah, I would not be that, surprised. That's a cool. If yeah. those were 
contenders for Dave's pick of the night because yes, those are <laughs> um, three very great songs. Oh, but yeah, I mean they're great songs, but to hear them back to back to back like that at, at presumably the end of the concert is is amazing. So um, what a way to end! Yeah, it was great. So they went into their uh, pretend waiting for the encore. Um, yep. <laughs> Ruben uh, was showing Miles his jacket. He was wearing that jacket that they wore, that he wore in um, at the Ryman. You remember? Yes, that's the first yeah, the, time the they saw purple, it. The kind of, purple, sparkly jacket. The sparkly, jacket. Yep. Yeah. Um, Bermuda, of course, uh, trying to clean everything in sight with his uh, <laughs> his rag. He was trying to clean the top of the guard, but he like couldn't reach it of the um, the <laughs> the plexiglass, the plexiglass yeah. guard. Yeah. Jim was uh, playing around with his guitar, and uh, Miles and Al were chatting. And uh, oh, cool! So then, uh, you know, Al thanked the audience. He's been, you've been so present that I want to give you guys a favor. You can shout out your favorite song, and we'll play it. Uh, he said, "It will shout out your favorite song by Steelers Wheel, and I'll play it." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> And he's like, oh, Stuck in the Middle with You. <laughs> and played Stuck in the Middle with You by Steeler's Wheel. <laughs> um, <laughs> he said, I want to sincerely thank each and every one of you. Um, I want to thank Miles J for filling in for Steve. And uh, then they went on to one last song, which was the Unplugged Medley, which included... Um, Amish Paradise, Smells Like Nirvana, White and Nerdy, Word Crimes, Yoda, and Yoda Chant. And yep. um, the main thing that I wanted to point out is there was a giant cheer during the uh, Grim Grinning Ghost. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Great, right, all right. <laughs> Grim Grinning Ghosts part. Uh, I think also, you know, the same people who all had... Uh, been on the <laughs> Jungle Cruise ride, had been on the Haunted Mansion ride, and uh, uh, cheered. And I have the show ended. And at- there's there's ten there was there's ten people in the audience who just did not get it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Why is yeah. everyone so excited? Yeah, ninety nine point nine percent of the audience cheered, but there were I saw about ten people <laughs> not excited. <laughs> confused look on their face. <laughs> so, um, the show ended at ten twenty seven. So Al, I think, you know, did that on purpose. Of course. Um, And it was great. And right after the show, um, oh, actually, this happened during intermission. Scott's like, hey, this guy wants to talk to you. And I was like, I'll talk to him after the show. So after the show, I met uh, this guy who was sitting next to Scott. And his name was Bob. And he's there with Kathy. And Bob is a listener of Dave and Ethan's 2020 podcast. And, Hello, Bob. Uh, Bob just happened to be sitting right next to my group, so he's like, "I." He was like, "I'm so surprised that of you know this entire concert, I just happened to be sitting right next to you guys." So uh, he was very excited. Um, it was really cool to meet him and Kathy. Gave him some wooden nickels and stickers, Dave. Nice. And uh, well, yeah, it was really cool. Well, yeah, it's always it's always great to to meet a listener. And hello, Bob, and thank you for listening. And uh, Congratulations on getting the song Bob played during this concert. Yes, while his you were song, there. his namesake song, was played. Um, <laughs> after I saw, um, uh, after I met Bob and Kathy. Uh, oh, you know, I forgot to mention. Um, so we didn't get to talk to her, but I think uh, before the show started, 
we saw Vicky DeVries rhymes with cheese and her daughter Jordan. They were there. Um, great, great. They so we were pretty far back and they had um, closer seats. They had VIP for the show. And um, nice. We before I even knew that it was Vicky. I just saw someone walking and I just saw their shirt and it just said, I'm the big cheese. And I was like, Oh, what a cool <laughs> shirt. And then, and then like Jeff or someone was like, Hey, there's Vicky. And I look up and she's the one wearing the, I'm the big cheese shirt. <laughs> I love that. Wow. Amazing. Of course, Vicky DeVries rhymes with cheese. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and, and Vicky, and, and for those People wondering, Vicky DeRees rhymes with cheese. That was the nickname that Weird Al gave her at the Hollywood Star Ceremony when he was uh, giving his speech. He called out uh, me, of course, Dave Elvis Rossi, but also Vicky DeVries rhymes with cheese. So that is now her nickname. Wait, forever. was that where it originated? Yeah, at the Star Ceremony. I didn't know that's where it originated. <laughs> yes, that's the that's the very first appearance of Vicky DeVries rhymes with cheese. So... Wait, she didn't tell people that when she met them? Like, hey, it's DeVries. It rhymes with cheese. Nope. Al just came nope. up with There's that? A... Sort of, yes. Okay. Uh, I might have had a little little uh, influence <laughs> on that. But yes. Okay. okay. It, it was definitely Al's, uh, Al's idea. Okay. To, well, meant to call her Vicky DeVries rhymes with cheese. I love it. I, well, I did not know that. And uh, I'm very glad to now know that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad that she embraces it. I just, I just, she does. That was my first time ever meeting Vicky DeVries Rhymes with Cheese. So I guess I just <laughs> assumed that she always was named Vicky DeVries Rhymes with Cheese. So that's awesome. Well, well, prior to August 27, 2018, she was just Vicky DeVries. Oh. Well, what did she rhyme so, with back then? <laughs> I, 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 well, she still rhymed with cheese, okay. but she just more, did not have that that nickname bestowed upon her. But that's pretty cool that she got her nickname from Weird Al. That is really himself. cool. That is really cool. Um, and so it's, I would embrace that, too. It is much cooler than my upcoming Coke Zero Solo! <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm pretty thirsty. Late, very late in the episode. I started with the water. I, I uh, oh, nice. because I was thirsty. Start bef- healthy before we started recording, and I didn't want to waste the the solo, so I just I, I started with the water. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not much. All not right. too much left. But um, after meeting Bob and Kathy, um, I got to meet again, and then meet for the first time. Kevin Cable and um, yes, and I believe his girlfriend uh, Mildred. Okay, so got to meet Mildred for the first time. I don't think Kevin remembered meeting me before, but I've met him a few times. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, it's easy to rec- remember him because he kind of oh, okay. he kind of looks like Al. <laughs> yeah, Ke- um, Kevin at least. Yeah, Ke- Kevin is uh, is yes. Yeah, uh, Spitting image of uh, Weird Al. Yes, he looks he looks like Weird Al. Long curly hair. He also has a uh, karaoke show out in Southern California. Kevin oh, cool. Karaoke. If you're cool. out there, look that up. Next time you're out in California, which I know you seem to go like every week now at this point. Uh, Who goes every week? That was a joke on you. I said, you seem to go every week now to California. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've been there quite a bit this year. That's, that is true. Uh <laughs> 
so well two of the times was were with you dave um <laughs> so uh after the show i guess i was out front and i don't know how i met the guy i think he just i don't know if he talked to me or if i just like he just seemed like a guy i should talk to i feel like that's the best <laughs> explanation okay. so i was like hey Fair you enough. know what's going on like i just i saw he was holding like some books and um i guess he was trying to meet al but he couldn't he didn't have vip or whatever so um i got to talking to him and i just was like hey what do you got there or whatever and so um his name is dane and he went to um murrieta valley high school um does, uh-huh. does that ring any bells to you dave None at all. Okay, <laughs> I didn't think so, but uh, you you tend to know a lot of weird stuff related to Al, so I, I wanted to check. Um, okay, so I don't know if you're setting me up for something, but no, I have no idea. So Dane, but hello, Dane is uh, went to high school with a guy named Ryan Swoverland. Do you know who that is? Does that name ring a bell? Uh, the name rings a bell. I'm having a. Uh, this seems like maybe I might have come across this name on Alt Music Weird Dash Out or the World of Weird yeah, Yankovic Forum. You probably would have. Um, okay. So Ryan Swoverland also went to Murrieta Valley High School, and so Dane had two yearbooks um, that. Um, I don't know if he was in the club or, uh, or what. I don't know what Dane's connection was, but Ryan, while he was at that school, um, oh, I guess it is Dane. Okay, he is in the photo. I, I took some pictures of it, and that's what I'm looking at. Um, Ryan started a club in his school called the Volcano Worshippers Two. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, and nice uh, work, Ryan. <laughs> so. Um, it's so what I'm looking at here is a picture of uh, page. They wrote 27, but it was really page 201 of the yearbook, um, and it is people dressed up in weird costumes. They have the Alapalooza logo, but instead of um, it saying Alapalooza, it says censored, and it's the <laughs> Volcano Worshippers two. Their names are all written backwards. There's a whole thing where. Uh, they're talking about it's a sequel of Weird Al's Linwood High School Club, and there's pictures of Weird Al with the guys, and uh, it's very I cool. I love that. Very cool. I so, love that. I uh, love that. So Dane wanted to get that signed, and he had two different yearbooks um, with them in there. And Nice. Um, who signed it here? <laughs> I don't know. Who's... Some Someone just signed on that page, but then there is a picture of Al in the second yearbook. And the guy who signed it wrote, drew an arrow to him and wrote, he's weird. And then someone wrote next to that <laughs> in a different pen. No, he isn't. Uh, I'll send you these, Dave, so you can check them out. Oh, um, cool. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Very cool. So further research. Um, well, I guess before I did further research on Ryan Swoverland, um, Dean let me know that Ryan, back when he was in high school, um, I guess looked up Al's parents in the phone book and started like a pen pal relationship with them. Oh, wow. <laughs> and um, they became such good friends that he got invited over for Thanksgiving dinner and had Thanksgiving dinner with Al and his parents. Wow. So I was like, we need to track this guy down. 
<laughs> wow. We need to hear what Thanksgiving at the Yankovics is like. Um, <laughs> so then, as Dane is trying to describe who Ryan Swoverland is, and I'm like trying to look him up on Facebook, because I'm like, I you know, I must know, I must have mutual friends with this guy if he's this big of a Weird Al fan. Um, Dane's like, well, this is what he looks like. And then he shows me a picture of Joe Krause. Our buddy Joe Krause from um, from Chicago, from uh, Detroit, who did the um, uh, help me out, Dave, the uh, the first compilation yeah, prosthetic album, prosthetic lips. lips, prosthetic lips. So yeah. Dane is showing me a picture of of him on the prosthetic lips page, and I'm like, "That's that's not Ryan. That's my friend Joe." And I guess Dane just forgot what Ryan looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but if you Google Ryan's name, he shows up on Joe's website. Because Ryan is the guy who did the CD jewel case art for Prosthetic Lips or something. Oh, that's where I've heard. Yeah, yes, so that's where you've heard, heard the name. name. So he would, have, he would have been on, um, you know, all that same stuff. So uh, cool. <laughs> long story short, I met Dane. Don't know Ryan yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I reached out to... Um, this is just, I guess, bonus material. I reached out to Joe and I told him the story and I was like, are you still in touch with him? And he's like, no, I'm not. I don't know Ryan. So we, we still have to look. If anyone knows, or if you are Ryan and you're listening, reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to <laughs> hear about <laughs> your Thanksgiving dinner. Um, <laughs> so that was the show. That was the show. It was really fun. It was a casino. Um, our ride back uh, to Jeff's and Adriana and, and Scott's was not quite as long because there wasn't uh, the traffic anymore. Um, but uh, all in all, it was a good show. We were sitting far back, um, but the seats were fine. You can hear the show fine. You can see the show fine. Uh, you know, you you miss out on the experience of being close, um, but really, it's, it's a Weird Al show. I would sit there with a blindfold on if I had to. Like, sure. <laughs> Wouldn't be uh, as fun, but you, you yeah, could. Yeah, I would. I could. I, I would still have a great time. Um I might have better penmanship if I was blindfolded. <laughs> Fair <laughs> um, enough. Yes, but uh, no, it was great. I, right. I, I wish you Good. were there with me, Dave. Uh, uh, but I wish I, had, I was there too. I had a great time with with Jeff and Adriana and Scott and uh, Vicky DeFreeze runs with cheese. Nice to meet her daughter <laughs> Jordan. Um, the one other thing I wanted to mention is I did briefly get to talk to um, Miles after the show. And uh, oh. I only had a, a couple seconds, uh, but I did. Um, I complimented him on uh, on how great of a job he's doing and how impressed I was that he is doing all of these songs and doing the Yoda chant uh, perfectly. And uh, he did talk briefly about how um, he was the backup the whole time for Steve. So back, you know, in Makes sense. the spring, yeah. he got all the songs and he learned them all uh, back then. So it wasn't like you know, a day before he, you know, he had learned them, but he wasn't, you know, actively playing them or anything. Sure. Of course. But, um, so he had, you know, he came in with some knowledge and then he did work on it in the spring. So, um, it wasn't necessarily learning everything from scratch. Um, he he was coming in with a a base knowledge of it and was, you know, he said, certainly he was practicing and cramming a lot because there was a lot to learn and, and perfect. But, um, uh, yeah, right. it was it was really cool, and, and uh, certainly he was certainly he was familiar with the songs. Oh, absolutely, 
yeah, yeah. Prior to prior to this spring as well. I mean, growing up with your father being the <laughs> bass player for Weird Al Yankovic since the early 1980s, I'm sure you've probably heard one or two Weird Al right. Yankovic songs. <laughs> yes, I think that's about it. Unless you have any questions, Dave, and I guess it's time well, we can reveal. Um... Oh, my my pick of the night. Yes. Oh, tough one. Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> I really, really want to pick Norm Sauce. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if that counts, because that was just in your notes. <laughs> it was my but own I do, fault. But I, but I do hope that... Uh, that Norm Sauce somehow makes it into uh, into a future show. <laughs> uh, if Weird Al really is listening out there and really is taking suggestions from Dave and Ethan's 2000s Weird Al podcast. No. Um, <laughs> Craigslist, he'll... Uh, uh, Norm Sauce. The, the Big Texas radio will be playing Norm Sauce by... <laughs> Norm Sauce. The, the Red Rump to Goodies. <laughs> Yes. No Red Rump the Goody uh, mentions? No. We haven't talked about the Red Rump the no, Goody in a while. No. No? All right. We're still waiting. All right. Um, yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, there are a couple of uh, ones that stand out. I always love hearing Nature Trail to Hell. Uh, the <laughs> ah, Got to take points off of uh, Skipper Dan, though, for having the waterfall be late. That's not uh, Al's fault. <laughs> uh, it's part of the experience. Okay, okay. It counts. Uh, I've, I've based my pick of the night on, on many things that Al has no control over. <laughs> what uh, I was wearing that day. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota sounds amazing, as always. Mr. Popeil, you really sold the uh, the singing of Miles J on that one. Um, but... I think uh, the one that stood out to Wait, me. Wait, do I have to play the, it first? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. The one that's yeah. Let's play it. Let's hear that wonderful theme song by the uh, great Zeb Lemke. All right, Frank, hit play. That's me playing it. Is I ask Frank to play it. It's Dave's pick of the night. All right, Dave. What is your pick of the night? So you sold me on the fact that uh, during Airline Amy, there were these lighting on the side of the stage that looked like clouds going by. And in my mind, that looks amazing. And I hope I get to see that someday. So my pick of the night is Airline Amy. Wow. Well, let's hear Ethan's guess for Dave's pick of the night. It's Ethan's prediction of I never don't laugh when I hear that. <laughs> I know. Uh, I guess Skipper Dan. I was trying to sell you on Skipper oh. Dan. But nah, gosh darn it. The waterfall. The darn waterfall. I shouldn't have told you. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned the lights at all. <laughs> it all came down to the lights. <laughs> well, yes. This was a light. Yes, I made my pick based off of the lights, which I definitely could not see because I was probably <laughs> too far away. <laughs> way too far away to see it. I was probably a little bit further back from Row V yeah. where you guys were. <laughs> No, it sounds amazing. Thanks so much for sharing uh, sharing all this with us, Ethan. And, of course. Uh, and then I know that you've got a show, well, on this timeline, your next show would have been Santa Clarita, California. Yes. 
And then so, uh, the look, last one on the trip would be uh, Thousand Oaks. So we'll we'll all uh, right. Have to get so to looking those. forward to hearing, looking forward to hear all about Santa Clarita and Thousand Oaks on the next two episodes. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode 35 centimeter. I can't stop thinking of that family with those cool Hawaiian shirts with their favorite songs on the back. I can't wait to get my very own with Smells Like Nirvana on the back. Oh, hey, what a coincidence. My favorite song is from Off the Deep End CD, too. And actually, I've already done that. Wait, you have? What song? Well, actually, every time I wear a Hawaiian shirt, I'm repping the 10 minutes of silence on the back.